Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Here we go. Day two. Is everybody coming back for more? So I got my tech right. So I'm so much more comfortable. Uh, So I want to know what is the one thing from yesterday that was your big takeaway? So share in the comments below. Uh, and yeah, if you're back, if this is your day two, put day two. Some people might have not been watching day one, but that's okay. They're here now. Um, and if you are new and you didn't watch day one, please go back and watch the replay. So it's uh they kind of like go together. So, but if you're just starting now, that's okay. Uh, I wouldn't say go away, stay here. All right. Cause they can, they can, they can stand alone, but yes, day two, you're coming back for more. So, yeah. So just so you know, you know, I have my, 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 uh, I've like, I'm looking at three different things. So, um, but you know, I, I have my chat in front of me last night. I was, I, I was kind of flying blind cause I, uh, couldn't, the, the chat wasn't refreshing on my phone. So, but I got my computer in front of me. Uh, I got my good vibes shirt on and there's a reason for that. So just stay tuned. Uh, so let's get started right away. We got a full jam packed uh, slide deck. Uh, so let me share my screen. You guys know the drill, right? All right. So here we go. So that is me. Yes, there I am. Let's get started now. All right. So I do have this um, how the this training kind of the housekeeping screen, but I'm going to shoot right through it. Just want to make sure you guys know we're on day two. Uh, if you have any questions, I did want to um, mention. Oh, by the way, I have a new microphone. I had a lapel microphone, and it was kind of echoey. So let me know, just give me a yes if you can hear me good, because I want the quality of the sound. Plus, I was cutting out a little bit last night. So hopefully uh, the technology gods will be with us tonight. Um, But I also wanted to mention the workbook because I had a couple of questions about the workbook. The workbook, some people, somebody said she was only on a phone and maybe she shouldn't do the training because she can't download the workbook. The workbook's optional. You can access the workbook on your phone. You might need uh, the Google Sheets or uh, what is it? Google Docs app. But I, I think you can access it actually as a PDF. Um, so you should be able to access it on your phone fine just to read it. And then you can use a notebook to like write your notes. So you can use it. And if you're accessing from the website, then 
the workbook is the very top button on the website. So you don't have to go, you know, you're, you're not not getting it because you, you can't get in the Facebook if you don't have Facebook. All right. So I wanted to mention that. Uh, and then I think that's it. Okay. So quick refresher. Um, we talked about yesterday, why not having <clears throat> purpose is the number one reason for lack of motivation and long-term passion. And so, yeah, I, I wanted to know what your big takeaway was. What are a couple of things, you know, if you, I, I loved the comments, by the way, I got so much great feedback. So I appreciate uh, all of you for sharing um, how uh, you really benefited from it. Uh, it really helped you. And I had people already feeling like they were awakened. And so we're not even like, a, you know, we're just a third of the, uh, the way through. So that's great. Um, so the biggest um, mistake that people make when trying to solve their passion problem, uh, we talked about that. And do you remember what that was? The biggest mistake? See if people can guess. Searching for it externally. Yes. And then we also saw some data that shows that living from purpose actually extends lives. And we had real life examples of that. And, you know, I just like to know if that surprised you. Did it feel, did it make you feel good to see like Julia Child and Grandma Moses and how late they started? I mean, that's like so refreshing, I think. Uh, and so the, also the other thing is we saw the six purpose personalities and the four elements for these personalities that actually affect your ability to find and live from purpose. So, and you guys shared uh, what, you know, which one kind of resonated most to you. So let's start identifying your blocks and make the invisible visible. So we're going to cover two, two big blocks. Why has purpose evaded you? Does anybody, can you, can you guess what one might be? Just one? So those who are oblivious, resistant, disheartened, and these line up with the per purpose personalities, right? Fearful, and sometimes even the curious ones have these blocks residing inside of them. Beliefs, and you might not think beliefs are blocks, but I'll explain. And fears. Yes, we all have them. Um, so these blocks are invisible to us. We usually cannot see them unless we learn this. And so I'm so glad you're here. Uh, so, and if we don't know about them, how can we know what action to take to counter them, right? If we are afraid, why would we take action? That's not what we do when we're afraid. You know, you think of it like deer in headlights, they don't move. Our beliefs and our fear, fears are invisible and much and much deeper, more powerful blocks um, than like anything. Uh, like skills, <laughs> the, skills are, they're, they're, those really aren't blocks because you can learn new skills. These are blocks because when we don't know skills, we know that it's obvious, but we don't know beliefs and fears. And so it's, I like, to say it's like the blind spot in the in the car, right? You almost get in accidents. You might have gotten in an accident from a blind spot in your car. 
Uh, and when we have blocks, uh, we can't see past them. We can't see the other side. Um, and so, and they also make us blind to our desires. So our purpose and then the desires we have, which leads to our purpose. So it's like you're on a road and you get to a tree across the road. So you take another route, but the tree is actually the obstacle that you have to overcome. It's like the fear that you have to get past and your desire is on the other side of the tree on that path, on that road that you are driving, but we veer away from it and we end up going in the wrong direction. So I'm, we're going to do a little science. We're going to, I'm going to do some science tonight. Okay. So this is like, you know, for the skeptics, this, this is useful stuff. So human bodies, and I'm going to read this because like I was not good at science or and I'm not good at math either. Um, so well, that's, a, that's a belief. That's a limiting belief, but we'll get to that. But um, yes, I, I can be, and I can tell myself I am. So I will, I want to be a good role model for y'all tonight. But human bodies are made up of atoms, and an atom is a fundamental piece of matter. And matter is something that can be touched physically, like, you know, my little lipstick here. You can touch it, right? Um, and everything in the universe is made up of matter, a tree, animals. And so everything in the universe is made up of atoms. Like, I didn't know this. I mean, I, I didn't, I guess science didn't sink in when I was in, in middle school. Um, but it's estimated that a 150 pound human body contains about 6.5 octillion atoms. And I did the whole printout of how many zeros that is. I couldn't even know what octillion is. The vast majority of them are hydrogen. You guys probably know the H2O, right? Because humans are almost entirely water. And so water comprises two hydrogen atoms and oxygen. So, and to go a little deeper in the science lesson uh, and deeper into the definition of an atom, it is an atom is made up of subatomic particles. And there are three types uh, of subatomic particles, protons, neutrons, and electrons. And two of them, protons and neutrons, have electrical charges. So we, our human body has electrical charges in it. And this energy within us creates a vibrational frequency. Yes, that is true. And so when you're in a good mood, guess what? You're running at a high vibrational frequency. So why is it important to understand your vibrational frequency? Why am I, you're probably wondering, like, why am I telling you this? Um, because this concept, and, and it might do this for you, but for me, it really helped me understand how we can interact with the universe through energy, through our energy. Like, ugh. amazing, huh? So what's your vibrational frequency? What what vibration um, are you are you operating on, uh, negative or positive? So negative thoughts create a lower vibrational frequency, whereas positive thoughts create a higher vibrational frequency. It makes sense, huh? Less less science and more like understandable, right? Oh, that makes sense. 
So the higher the frequency of your vibration, the lighter you feel in your physical, emotional, and mental bodies. Happiness is a high vibrational frequency. You experience greater personal power. You know when you, you, you feel like you've lost your power? Ugh, that's low vibration. Um, you, you experience more clarity, peace, love, and joy. So that's all high, high vibrational frequency. The lower the frequency of your vibration, the heavier you feel in your physical and emotional and mental bodies. And of course, the feelings that you get are sadness, stress, sluggishness, uh, you know, actually brain fog and memory that isn't good. You wonder, you think you're getting old and this is happening to you. It's probably the frequency you're operating at, your negative frequency and being stuck on problems and creative blocks. That's what we talked about yesterday. Like, well, I'm not creative anymore. You know, you have a problem. You have a purpose problem. Well, maybe it's because you're operating in with a negative frequency, right? So which frequency do you think is more apt to block you from taking action and finding your purpose? And which one do you think it will be easier with, right? So now that you know that your thoughts lead to feelings, negative thoughts lead to these like vibrational, you know, it's your energy, right? Wouldn't it be helpful to know what comes, what, where do your thoughts come from? Any guesses? Yeah. And you wonder why. So I see like definitely have low energy. You wonder why you're not motivated. It's like obvious now, right? So I, I, I have this thing and I just call it the thought path. All right. So call it the thought path. And it, I'm going to lay out where a thought comes from and where it goes. Okay. How, how it, how it, uh, the path of it. All right. So beliefs. So if anybody said beliefs, they come from your beliefs. Our thoughts come from our beliefs. So, uh, and it means that our beliefs drive everything we do and it causes a lot of problems because when we're around people who have different beliefs than us, then yeah, we, we, we can be arguing with them, right? <laughs> um, so here's the genesis of what makes you do what you do or don't do what you do. There's a belief, there's the thought, and then there's the feeling, the emotion that you feel from that thought. And then you make a decision and then you decide to take an action or it's behavior, action's a behavior. So a non-action can be a behavior. And then you get your results, your outcome. So if you want to improve your vibrational frequency, you have to figure out what beliefs are at the root of your negative thoughts. And changing those, and I had no idea of any of this. I learned all of this in my master neurocoaching certification. I was like, oh, you know, it's just amazing once you know this and are aware of it. Um, and then you can work to like, you know, start to change it. But changing those negative thoughts um, will result in better feelings, a higher vibration, and it will have a positive ripple effect throughout the rest of your thought path.
it's like streams down, down, downwind, <laughs> if you will. So some examples of beliefs that may be affecting your ability to find purpose could be a belief is purpose must be found before midlife. Well, and, and you can tell if it's a belief because if you can find one exception to the rule and purpose, a lot of people find purpose after midlife. Me, Julia Child, Grandma Moses, and there are many. So that is a belief. It's not actually fact. There is only one purpose in life and mine is over. That's a belief. And a purpose requires some kind of special gift. So these are just three examples. They might not be your belief, but they were mine and they kept me from my purpose for a long time. So a neuroscience lesson I would like to get into. Um, we had a little, little uh, what, what, was, what was the quantum physics and now we're doing neuroscience. So if you are thinking thoughts that make you feel unmotivated and unexcited about life, no wonder why you are having a hard time shifting into some kind of action that will change the feelings. This is how we get stuck. We stay in the thoughts and the feelings that are keeping us stuck. So our beliefs were formed very early in our lives. Think childhood, right? Beliefs about all kinds of things, every category you can possibly imagine. These are just some. And we got a lot, like money beliefs, for example, how you, unless you broke the cycle, how you deal with money and how you treat money, your relationship with money is usually from whoever modeled it for you. And it's usually your parents. So, uh, but yeah, all these things are, are, are beliefs that came from our, that we, that we adopted very, very young. So and, you know, if we had a, you know, I, I find sometimes that um, my chiropractor and she, I took her on as a client, she was really good. She had a coach that mentored her from like very young age to 18, like that her swimming coach, like that person had a big impact on cultivating her beliefs about life. So it doesn't, you know, you know, could have been like an influential somebody else, um, a teacher, but you get the idea. We form our beliefs based on other people's influence as we're developing. So everyday thinking is a byproduct of deeply rooted beliefs. And uh, we think, we think a million thoughts every day and we're just on autopilot. We don't have any awareness about where they come from and why we think them. We just like, we, we're on autopilot and we react on autopilot. And so there's actually scientific proof that very little of our thoughts, five to 10% of our thoughts run on this autopilot functioning, right? Without any conscious processing, uh, which is why are we often quick to react about things and take action without really thinking about it? Like, it's like, what? Oh, why did I do that? Um, or you get mad at somebody really quickly, right? You react, you get triggered by something, right? 
Most of us operate day to day without any understanding or awareness of that. And it's actually because our our human brain is like a supercomputer. It's actually smarter than a supercomputer, but we don't use it all. And if we did, we would be exhausted because it takes a lot of energy to process stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so that's a little neuroscience lesson there. Um, but when you are unaware, it's invisible. And so beliefs are, are invisible and you can, and, and they can lock you into one way of thinking it's black or it's white. You know, we're not, we're not usually if we're, um, kind of stuck in our belief system, we're not very, you know, we don't look at things objectively. Uh, and one of the best things you can do for any relationship you have is learn about your beliefs and start to understand that people have, and the way they're acting it's very fascinating once you start to dig into this because you start to learn that other people, uh, you know, how they operate and, you know, oh, they're doing that because they have some negative beliefs going on. It's kind of like really helpful. Um, so you see the world through one lens. So and that can create conflict and be distorted in the eyes of others. Right. So because you're you're. I'm looking through my lens. Somebody else is looking at me through their lens. And it's like, you know, I don't understand. And this happens in, in family relationships, especially because in families, we think I'm, I remember my sister and I we didn't get along because it's like she I thought she should think like me, but she has different beliefs than me, even though we were raised by the same parents. She had different personality. She had she reacted to things different. She had different teachers and different mentors, different friends. So her influence came from other places. And so we didn't see the eye to eye, but I would always think, why, why isn't she getting this? Because it, it's the belief system. And we just have to recognize that and appreciate other people and be patient with other people as well, which is hard to do. But I don't know if anybody ever watched Dr. Phil in the old days. Uh, I used to, I was so fat. Another key key interest <laughs> interested in like somebody coaching and ther therapy on somebody else like that would have been a hint about my purpose right but i used to love his show because he could get to it like that right and and people would be like oh and they'd see things differently and so but i remember he used to call people right fighters and uh, a right fighter fights for his or her beliefs but the reality is it's just their perspective it's their lens looking out on what they think their version of the world should be and trying to manipulate or force or however they can to get other people on board. Right. But they think it's the truth. It's it's not the truth. It's not fact. It's their truth. It's not the truth. I like to call it fake news. I mean, some people like don't like that because it's like it's kind of like associated with politics. But it's like, think about it. We have our own fake, we're making our own fake news in our head. It's like crazy. <laughs> so I want to show an example. And this is just like a, I mean, I, I thought of this because I have a lot of deer in my yard. And so this is like two people with different lenses. So one person's lens is deer are beautiful wild animals and I welcome them into my yard and they can eat my plants because they need food just like humans. The next door neighbor comes out with the rifle and said, deer are nothing but grown rats and they spread Lyme disease and they kill all my plants. They should all be shot. Well, you can imagine the two neighbors probably wouldn't get along 
So beliefs prevent you also not only from, you know, beliefs cause conflict and prevent you from seeing your desires. And this, it also means it prevents you from seeing options and possibilities, alternatives. Because, you know, the way your neighbor thinks isn't the only, there's, there's not only one other way of thinking. There's a lot of other ways of thinking and seeing things. Um, I remember when I was uh, thinking about quitting my corporate job and I talked to my coach about it and I said, oh, you know, I quit or not quit. And, and, and he said to me, he goes, well, there's other options. And I was like, you know, you, I, you only, we are in this world with blinders on. And it was like, oh, maybe I could go part time or, oh, maybe I could job share or, oh, you know, like once you start to like release yourself from the attachment of your belief like oh my gosh the ideas open up so we only see what we've seen so this is key too we we see we where we've been our, our lived experiences and we limit ourselves in our head because that's all we really know our past experiences teach us but they also stunt us from seeing alternatives uh, and they make the future invisible and our desires unavailable to us. And so that's what happens with beliefs. And when we can't see past them and we can't, we don't even know what they are. Isn't this a great picture? <laughs> Talk about the neighbors. These are like, I see a six, I see a nine and they're arguing. I see an M, I see a W. They're both right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, so love these pictures. I've shared them before. Some of you might have seen them. All right. So I want you to get curious and be okay with being wrong. That's the biggest problem is that we, we just want to be right. And we, gosh darn it, are going to be right no matter what. It'll kill us. And we'll have like fights over it and and like what do you really want out of life i don't think anybody wants to fight uh, well although you might have that might have been modeled and you might have a belief that fighting is healthy and good <laughs> so that could be a belief um so number one we don't ask enough questions and that's one of the things i learned uh when i started coaching and and practicing coaching uh is questions are so amazing when we first of all i love to ask people questions because we uncover a lot through questions because you have the answers inside of you um i don't have the answers inside of you you have the answers and so we just we just don't ask enough questions and we don't know how to ask ourselves questions so we don't ask enough questions we we hold tight to our beliefs because like what would that say about us if we were wrong. Nobody's really wrong. Just everybody just has a different perspective. And if you could be okay with being wrong, then that's going to change everything for you. Or rephrase it, like change your, it's not being wrong. It's, it's being open to opportunities and possibilities and alternatives. So, so are you really wrong or just unaware? 
And I love the saying, no better, do better, right? And that's you now. You know this. Now you can do better, right? So once I found my purpose and learned how the brain is actually operating, you know, how our hard drive works, I realized that so many of my thoughts and my beliefs, because I didn't have a clue what my beliefs were. And I was like, whoa. And I started like realizing. But they, they really kept me from finding my purpose earlier in life. So more beliefs. My kids were my purpose. If I had a purpose, I would know it by now. I don't have any special gifts. I'm too old to find my purpose. Maybe I didn't say that when I was younger, but I didn't have a clue it was purpose. So, But when I got older and I started looking and wanting more, that's what I thought. I was too old. And it's too late to do anything, even if I did find my purpose. So do you relate to any of those? Are you? Is it coming up for you that, oh my gosh, I have these beliefs that are limiting me. And how would it look if you changed those beliefs? So yeah, what are your beliefs and thoughts? Kind of jumping the gun here. But yeah, um, I would love to know if while we were talking, you you one came up for you that you have that I didn't say. Um, but as you may see, my thoughts didn't produce positive feelings. They, they were all the negative vibrations, right? Would cause negative vibrations. Why would, why would I ever feel motivated to go seek purpose if that's where my thoughts were? Understanding how my brain works and how specific the thoughts I was thinking were impacting everything, were creating the outcomes I didn't want. And it blocked my purpose. It was eye-opening. It was like literally eyes bulging, <laughs> bulging out open. Like, like what? You know, coming out of their sockets. Uh, so really shocking how I was sabotaging myself from the true internal happiness I deserved. So if you're feeling unmotivated, lost, sad, stuck, aimless, helpless, unworthy, and maybe powerless... Because when you feel all those things, you don't really feel very powerful. You kind of feel like you don't have any, you don't have any control over what's happening. But those are all negative feelings that cause you to operate with a lower vibrational frequency. And those are the clues about what thoughts you are thinking or might be thinking or, and how they're limiting you, the beliefs behind them. And they are driving you down the current path which if you are here in this training is the detour I mentioned. It's, you know, you, you hit, you, you, you like ran into the tree. You might not have hit it, but you saw it and you like turned, turned left or right. So how's that? How are you feeling? So if you're late, I saw somebody say you're late. No worries. Just pick up where uh, we are. I do want to say we have a really amazing exercise at the end. So I'm really excited to share it with you. So I want you to uh, try to find a quiet place. Um, and if you don't have a quiet place to go to uh, while we're on this call, then I want you to come back and, 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 and do the exercise at the end again. So I meant to say that in the beginning, but little interlude. <laughs> that was our, our uh, halftime 
break. All right, so back to the slides. So what beliefs, thoughts, I think I didn't finish the title there. What beliefs or thought? So if identifying your beliefs is the first step in making the invisible visible, the second step is changing any beliefs that don't support your desire. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't really have desires yet. Well, you have to like, un you have to like unblock them. You have to get to the root of it sometimes for your desires to, to like appear. So it's really important that you do this work. But once you see the blocked, you can start taking action. You can start like taking the action that you know you need to take. But if you want to find purpose, you must have a belief that supports that desire. If you don't work on creating a belief that is in support of that, you will never find your purpose. This is so important. I can't stress it enough. That's why it's in italics. <laughs> so you may have heard the term limiting belief. Um, I've, I, I said it already. So that's a belief that keeps you from living up to your full potential. It limits you. It's limiting you. Uh, and so, but I don't want you to worry about that because they can be rewired. Your brain, there's actually a um, scientific term called neuroplastic. And that means your brain can be altered to benefit you and create a future you desire that you can't even imagine right now. And it's amazing. It's amazing. So, oh, let me go back. I, I had one more thing to say before I, I go. So I want to tell you about my student, Denise. She was the um, purpose. She's just a, such a great example. Um, she is the one who was purpose um, disheartened. So she, when she joined the second half spark school, she, and I, she didn't tell me this in the beginning because people aren't, aren't honest with me in the beginning. They're kind of quiet. Um, but she said she thought she, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. And some of you here tonight might think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. But I've seen too much. Uh, uh, I've witnessed too much of this stuff in action to know that it's not Kool-Aid. Um, but I understand they're skeptics. And I think, you know, people should be skeptical because, you know, you know there's a lot of fake stuff around. Um, but she was actually able to rewire that belief that I was drinking the Kool-Aid because that was a belief, right, that she had. And then... Everything that she thought wasn't possible began happening for her. She had a lot of other bad beliefs. She called herself a lot of bad names. Um, and, the, you know, talking to yourself in a negative way, uh, that, that's negative thinking. That's negative inner voice talking, but that's, that's really what your thoughts are. Your voice in your head is your thoughts. So, yeah. But when you move from a negative focus, like, and a negative focus in this example would be, my purpose is not possible. To a positive one, it is possible. You free your mind and allow the creativity to flow. You start to work in conjunction with the universe because that energetic field is, is, is moving. You're, it's moving with you. When you're negative, it's, you're repelling that. You're like the universe is like, it's giving you what you don't want because it thinks you want because it doesn't know negative from positive. So if you're really negative, it keeps giving you more of the negative, which is not not fun. 
Um, so your purpose. So anyways, once the creativity comes, your purpose problem can be solved. It's going to come. It just, it just does. Um, but your new belief helps move that tree that's blocking the road from you. It's blocking your path. The, you get, get the tree moved. You can go forward on that path because you were on that path um, for, and you were on the right path. But you, you're, you, you veered because of that. So, um, but the problem is most of us don't have the capability to identify our, our blocks on our own. So it's like the blind spot that I, I spoke of earlier. Um, so, but there is something that is easier to identify. Uh, and that's the thoughts that are keeping you in a low vibrational block state. So maybe you can't get to the beliefs. Uh, honestly, it, it, it really helps to have somebody ask questions to you. Uh, but you can, you can catch your thoughts. And I have an exercise, actually. We're not going to do it in this training, but I have an exercise that really helps pull out the, those negative thoughts. Um, but yeah, um, but you, you have to get, uh, yeah. So what is something I'm going to follow here? The, what is something that you can be awakened to? And that is the negative thoughts you are thinking that are keeping you in a low vibration block state. Yes. So it's the, the thoughts are there and you can catch them. And it's like, bingo. When you catch them, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the block. I, this is it. I know it. So when you get to those thoughts and you start to become aware of them and how often you say, like Denise, horrible things to yourself or compare yourself to others, we're constantly like evaluating ourselves against other people. It's kind of like what the, the ego does, right? But things you say to yourself that you would never say to someone you loved. And so um, what is causing those thoughts is this, this old beliefs that aren't serving you. So, and then once you get, you uncover that, then the inkling of a purpose will start to reveal itself. <clears throat> so you can get around the road, the tree in the road, but you come across another block, block blah, blah, another obstacle and that is blocking your way. So, and the, and the best, I came up with an analogy for the, for the next. So we talked about, okay, so I'm just going to make sure you know where we are. We're talking about how our beliefs are one of the biggest obstacles to finding your purpose, right? The second one we're, we're getting into right now. And so I was thinking of a good analogy and the analogy is, the road ahead, so you you moved the tree, you got past your beliefs, right? You got some new beliefs, you're carrying your new beliefs, and you're feeling good about on your way to find your purpose, but it's pitch black. You don't have the headlights on your car, and you can't even see your hand in front of your face. It's like, have you ever been in a dark room like that? It's like so scary. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't see, so what are you going to do? <laughs> so it, you can't move into action mode because it's it, you you're, you can't you don't know where you're going 
How can you move forward? That's it's super scary, right? So what do you think the obstacle is? <gasps> fear. I said scary a couple times, so I kind of gave it away. But yes, fear is the biggest purpose blocker. But I mean, beliefs and fear are kind of tied. But I will say a lot of people, when they figure out what their purpose is, and they 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 have a belief around it. They've kind of, you know, gotten through the you know feeling like they can't. And they they built this belief that they have it, and they're they're m marching forward on it. Fear is is the second blocker, and fear stops a lot of people from the pursuit of purpose. And so that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about now. Yeah, our fear. We all have it. We're humans. So why do we have fear? So it is a natural reaction from our prehistoric brain and it's our survival response. Believe it or not, it's programmed into us since our caveman days. So we still have this caveman brain that is always looking for the danger lurking in the bushes because there's bad stuff in the bushes. And so we're fighting for survival. That's the, the, the brain we have. Um, so there's some kind of a threat in, that our brain perceives, which is a stimulus that triggers a fear response. And you've probably heard the fight or flight. People get anxiety attacks, get into this fight or flight response. We either fight or we run. So we're afraid. And, and that's our primitive brain trying to protect us. So... We see predators all around, but there's no predators anymore in our lives. We don't have predators, really. But predators are equal to, oh, gosh, you know, making that phone call to talk to the person about the opportunity I want, which I know is my purpose, but it's I'm so afraid I'm not going to do it. That That is a predator, that phone call. So that's an example. So this is proven in neuroscience, um, which is the you know study of the brain and how the brain works. So your brain is on high alert, looking for threats to your physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. And it doesn't matter if it's just in your imagination. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's just what we do, right? Awareness is key in this, right? So it's just an, an automated response that comes from the subconscious part of our brain um, not from a deeper consciousness. So our higher self, you know, is it doesn't have fear. Our higher self is like, you know, has faith and has belief and has all the things that our ego is, is you know, our ego is, is just like our humanness, our human form. And we got this like brain put in there with our, our ego in it. And so um, that, and I'll talk more about the connection tomorrow, uh, but just know that, it's a subconscious part of our brain uh, that 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 automated response that we that is triggered. So fear, um, fear is a reaction that causes an emotion caused by a thought which is rooted in some belief. So what kind of action do you think will be taken when the dominant emotion is fear? Do you think an action will be taken? And if the action 
is anything, it's probably retreat or hide or avoid, procrastinate, a lot of those things, right? Um, and I love this because fear, the acronym, I heard this once and I was like, that is so good. So, so good. It's false evidence appearing real. So it, it means that it's, it's really not true. It's, it's imagined. And so it's false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. And if that acronym can help you. But um, and the other thing that I also want to point out is that the word lie like in you are lying to yourself because <laughs> you are, have fake news in your head um, is in the word belief. The middle of the word belief has lie right smack dab in the middle of it. So I think that's super interesting. So, so yes. Uh, awareness of this emotion, the fear emotion, when it's pre present is key. And the other thing that I want to say is it, it's a, it's emotion. It's a feeling. We talked about feelings yesterday and I want to remind you that I want you to feel your feelings. You, you're, you're not supposed to like disregard your feelings because you learn so much from your feelings. Tune into them, write them down. Start to pay attention to when you feel certain things when you're doing certain activity. And, and once you do that, you become aware. What's causing me fear? Why is this fear? Ask questions about it. And then, um, and then making the belief beneath it visible, the invisible visible, is how to challenge it and overcome it. And fear, it, you know, it may keep you safe or feel safe, but it will keep you stagnant and stuck. And safe is surviving, not thriving. And we talked about that yesterday. We're here to thrive, not survive. And safe is not thriving. All right. So I also want to talk the negative impact of, of fear. Um, how many times has the fear of what might happen ended in an action for you? Has it kept you from asking for a raise, signing up for a course, quitting your job, starting a business, or retiring? I actually have a lot of students who are afraid to retire, and I think some of you were in, in here because you like, I, I, you know, you don't know what to do. You're so afraid that you won't have anything to do when you retire. Uh, but yet you're doing something that isn't lighting you up. And so it's like, oh, get to it. <laughs> get to what makes you happy. It's there for you. Um, so do any of these ring true for you? Any of these like um, the examples of fear that I said, is anything else coming up for you? Fear of getting a divorce. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, somebody emailed me about that last night. So that was one of mine. I stayed, I mean, we went to marriage counseling and marriage counseling, and I'm glad we held it together for the kids. But ultimately, you know, what, what would my life have been like if I'd made that decision sooner? I don't know. I like to think everything happened in the way it should have. Uh, and I'm here with you now, and that's what makes me happy. But fear causes your mind to go into self-protection mode and it, and it turns into an excuse-generating machine. 
And what it does, which is unfortunate, but it's the truth, is it fabricates negative outcomes. Worst case scenario, we're great at that. We can think of a zillion worst worst case scenarios. What will they say? I might get rejected. Well, usually it's I will get rejected. I might fall behind and not be able to catch up. I mean, how many times have you like compared yourself to other people and they're ahead of you? And then you get, and then you, and then you, and then you're like, forget it, forget it. I'll just quit. It probably wouldn't be that great. I should just keep doing what I'm doing. So when you make excuses, it usually results in inaction that leads straight to regret. Because our brains exaggerate the potential negative consequences of taking that action. Worst case scenario, ignore or dismiss the potential positive results of taking action. How many of you like sit down and say, okay, that is that getting divorced is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm going to like, my life is going to be a dream and you can imagine the magic that will happen. Oh, no, we don't think that. We think about all the worst case scenarios. We don't consider, and I'm not saying you shouldn't think about, you know, the negatives and the positives, but we dwell more on the negative and we forget the positive. We don't consider, we don't, and the other thing too is ex- when you make excuses, you don't consider the real cost of inaction. There is a cost to inaction and we never examine it. We only think of the cost of action, right? And fear is uncomfortable. It kind of makes you squirm in your seat, right? And we don't like feeling uncomfortable. So the natural reaction is to just avoid it. Stay safe. So I want you to, what I want you to know is fears are viewed as risks And until you learn or examine the real impact, risks will always be viewed as too risky and not worth the discomfort that you'll, you'll have. And so stepping outside your comfort zone is viewed as a risk because it's uncomfortable, right? Staying inside your comfort zone, however, stunts your growth. You're not challenged inside your comfort zone. How can you be challenged if you're always comfortable? Staying inside your comfort zone limits your potential. You'll never grow to your full potential if you don't challenge yourself. Staying inside your comfort zone squashes any belief in your true capabilities. Staying inside your comfort zone means you're going to continue with your limiting beliefs. And you're going to accept them and continue to fight for them. Staying inside your comfort zone keeps you in the mediocre, average, and as I like to say, unsparked. I call my my students and anyone, for that matter, that is living their purpose, the purpose-driven, I call them sparked second-half souls. And so you might hear me say that, but Julia... 
and Grandma Moses are sparked second half souls. Kim and Denise are sparked second half souls because they've discovered it. They stepped outside their comfort zone. And the quote that I want to leave you with on this slide, where fear is, happiness is not. So I love this chart, if you guys are visual. So did you know that only 2% of the population uh, move out of the comfort zone? <laughs> so if you're ready to move out of your comfort zone, you are among a very small percentage of people. But isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? No wonder we have such problems in the world. But just getting by, a dull life, play it safe, regret, settling for less, procrastination, being like everyone else. I told you you're unique. You're not like everybody else. Surviving. Isn't that, I mean, like you look at that and it's just like shocking. And then all the things outside are comfortable. Why are we so afraid to go outside? You get to go for your dreams and you get to explore new things and you get the most out of life and you get excitement. And, oh, it's just like, isn't that like where you want to go? Makes all sense, right? So I hope that you decide tonight, before we even get to training three, that you don't deserve to be a part of the 98%. You are here. So that's saying something. The other 90% of the people who didn't sign up, <laughs> they're not getting the benefit of this. So, and then I love this uh, slide as well, because uh, it shows you where purpose is. If you want purpose, man, you gotta, you gotta be a little, uh, gotta be a little uncomfortable. You gotta, you gotta get past your fear. You got to learn some stuff, what you're doing. And then, and I'm sure some of you were uncomfortable coming in here. Like, what is this going to be? I don't know. She, it, This might not be like, oh, you know, bait and switch or whatever you might think, you know, or what are these people going to, you know, are they going to, you know, judge me? You know, all these things we're thinking and we're limiting ourselves from the opportunity at hand and getting this training and getting uh, this knowledge and learning this. But look at the, the growth zone where you find your purpose and you conquer the objectives that you set. Yeah, I just love this. So um, this is something that was a download from the universe. And it was so like, oh, my gosh, um, amazing when I had it. And I was like, I need to teach this because and, and actually I shared this in a, a previous training, just this part, the slide. And it really, it really hit with some people. So I hope it hits with you. But these are the D's. I'm very, very illiterate. I love to play with words and, and rhymey stuff. But these are the D's that are devouring your life. First of all, we disregard the present moment. And the thing in the bottom is just kind of little hints of how you get past this, this kind of mental state of disregarding. Um, but we do. How many people sit there and say, grateful for the present moment, and you just sit there in gratitude, you sit there and just like, I'm alive. I'm alive. 
I've made it this far in life. A lot of people don't. Just like, just that's the present moment and be present and get and connect with something deeper inside of you. We're so busy rushing around, getting to the next thing that it's like the busy doer that I was, the hamster wheel that I was running on. I never thought, I mean, I, I, well, you're all always looking at the next moment or thinking about the past moment, but the middle, the most important part is the present moment. And we disregard it. We dwell on the past. How many people relive something they did over and over and over? I wish I had done it differently. Well, you can't, you can only do better. You can only learn from it. So you have to learn from it and let it go. Oh, that was a huge mistake. Well, maybe it was not a mistake. Maybe it was meant for you to learn something from. But so many people just get stuck. I remember my daughter, my um, oldest daughter almost died. The night before her 21st birthday, she suffered um, two pulmonary embolisms and all of the cards just fell perfectly you know, for us that she lived. Um, And so she spent her a week, uh, she spent her 21st birthday in the hospital. She was in ICU. um, And I can't tell you how many times I relived that experience. What if, what if, what if this, what if that? And I, I deprived so much of my time and my moments of reliving that moment when it worked out fine. (laughs) It worked out fine. But that's just an example of something. You wish you did something differently. Get over it. Accept it. It, it, it made you you. It made you, brought you where you are today. Yay. And you can use it as part of your purpose, maybe. And dread. They dread the future. Worry warts. That's my mother-in-law. I love her so much, but I can't tell you how much she worries about everything. That hasn't happened and will never happen. (laughs) So, but we have to look at the future as like a looking forward with excitement and a knowing that um, it's going to all work out for you. And, And of course, you need to build the belief system that support that. But if you have this belief system that does, you're just, it's just a journey unfolding for you. And you, 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 you become more in the present moment, moment because you're not, you're not going to worry about the future anymore. So hopefully that helped. But that's the three D's, the three D's that are devouring you. So um, let's see, where are we? How are we with time? About, uh, yeah, an hour in. Okay, we're, we're, we're ending. So um, we are going to do an exercise. So I just want to finish up with this slide and then we'll get going on the exercise. And the exercise is about seven minutes, I think. So just so you know, um, in terms of time. Um, but anyways, what is something you fear? And we're going to do a, a drawing, remember. What is something you fear taking action on, but no will move you closer to, oh, I have a couple more slides. Sorry about that. I was getting ahead of myself. Um, what is something you fear taking action on, but no will move you closer to learning or growth? You know, outside that comfort zone to the outer layers. So can you share something in the comments where you, when you are listening to me talking about that, something came up and you always want to pay attention to the first thing that comes to mind, because that's usually coming from a deep place. 
when we start to like think about, oh, they'll judge me if I say this or I can't say that. That's embarrassing. That's when we get under our head um, and we start to it, it, we we're not really. It's the thing that comes up first, usually. So um, but I bet as I was I was explaining the fear thing that something came to mind for you. Lifestyle change, enrollment in online classes, leaving your job, selling your house, fear of confronting your daughter and how she is treating me. Yeah, that's um, yeah, you have to be careful with your words, too, because confronting, you know, talk, talk. She has a different lens. Think about that. Start to think about the people in your life that 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 don't you guys don't agree. Appreciate that they have a different lens. Be 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 more empathetic be it's it, it helps instead of confronting to ask questions and approach a conversation like that but yeah um so anyways great i'm so proud of you guys for for sharing and to th think about it but when you um think about pushing past this fee this fear how does it feel in your body how does it make you feel in your body i want you to feel how it feels and um, I want you to consider more positive possibilities th that you haven't considered. And and for the person that said you wanted to confront her daughter, how about you don't confront her? You just have a, a conversation and you like you imagine that it's going to turn out the perfect outcome you want instead of expecting when you say confront it. It's kind of like. I'm going to challenge her. And well, how do you think somebody's going to feel when they're challenged or confronted? That automatically kind of says to me, oh, she's going to react in a negative way. So really try to think about what you want versus what and, and don't try to force other people. You can only come at it from a place of um, abundance and understanding. I think that's the best place to come from. So anyways, uh, we're doing a coaching call on Saturday. Well, it's a Q&A kind of disguise. It's a coaching call disguised as a Q&A call. But, you know, I, I, I want to answer your questions about this training. But if somebody has a pressing, you know, situation, I would love to have an opportunity to talk to you about it. And maybe that's something we could talk about. All right. So uh, what is the impact of uh, or consequence? of not taking any action that you know will move you past your fear. So there's a little exercise here, just quick, like paper, what your fear is, write down what you're feeling about that fear, write down positive outcomes, not negative, positive. Well, you can add negative, but like really focus on the positive. And then what's the consequence of not taking action? What's the consequence of not doing that thing that you're you you likely want to do but you're afraid of doing it. And this helps really under more uh, deepen the understanding of why that fear where it's coming from and what is um what are you going to lose by continuing to be fearful by continuing to allow that primitive brain to control everything. Okay. Time for some clarity. Is everybody ready for some clarity? I told you you'd get some clarity. So I'm going to do a fun exercise. If you've been in my training before, you probably, this will be familiar to you. But it's so powerful 
that I can't not do it. It's so powerful. Um, so it's a guided visualization and it's going to allow you to connect with your higher self and potentially see, feel, hear what you've been unable to, to see. Well, something maybe you've been blocked from. So share in the comments if you've ever done a guided visualization before. Just say yes, you have or no. I'd love to know. But I will tell you, people will have very different experiences. And I don't want you to judge your experience based on somebody else's. Okay? I do not want you, this is, if this is your first time, you might not get a lot of clarity because the problem is you're blocked. You're blocked. And so it, it, you might not, but I want to tell you that's a sign that you are blocked. And that is going to be very great to find out so you know what work needs to be done. Uh, and so you can continue to do guided visualizations. The more comfortable you get with them, the more that you will see. And so this is a way to uh, really get in touch with um, that higher self that is, is all-knowing and all-supportive and wants you to have everything that you desire, okay? And wants you to have that purpose that you came here to do, uh, but I just want to say people have different experiences and just experience it and see what comes out. Okay. It's not good or bad. Uh, all right. And yes, whatever, whatever you experience will bring you clarity, even if it's like, I didn't, I didn't get anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. Um, you know, I've had people that like, I just saw the back of my eyes. They said, <laughs> she said that. I was like, good. You're super blocked. <laughs> Um, we need to get to the root of that. All right. So let's have some fun. All right. And so I'm going to, hopefully I'm going to see how this, uh, this, I have my computer set up. So I have it loaded here. So um, here we go. I'm going to load it into here. Hopefully it'll just go. You guys ready? Okay. So let me set it up for you. I want you to sit still. I want you to, there'll be a visual on the screen, but I really want you to close your eyes and listen. And um, if you can't do that, then you can just kind of watch. But um, I really, if you can't do it, you can't be totally present with this exercise. I want you to do it, find a place later tomorrow where you can do it and and, re and redo it, okay? And do it and come back here and share what your experience was. So, okay, here we go going to start right away. One, two, three. The sun has just come up, but it's still low in the sky. It's the perfect temperature for a morning stroll. Okay, the sound is not working. Hold on a second. Hold on. All right, I'm going to just use my, did you, you guys, oh, it did work for you? You could hear it? Okay, sorry about that. Let's try it again. Nope. Okay, 
Hold on. Oh, that's Chris. Okay, hold on. I got to reload it. Walking. It's a beautiful, cool morning. The sun has just come up, but it's still low in the sky. It's the perfect temperature for a morning stroll. You have a light jacket on, but there is a warmth on your face as the sun starts to rise in the sky. There is a slight breeze and it blows wisps of your hair across your face. You notice the smell of recently cut grass and you take a deep breath to inhale the fresh air. It feels so good in your lungs and gives you a calm feeling to be in nature and tuned to your senses. You are walking a route you've walked many times. Sometimes you see neighbors and say hello, but today there is no one but you. As you look around, you realize that the silence is a gift and you feel so grateful for that. You feel yourself smiling, thinking how blessed you are at this moment to be here and to be present in the now. As you approach a road up ahead that you've walked many times, you notice a path on your right that you've not seen before. But for some reason, you feel a nudge to move towards it, so you decide to check it out. This morning, you are not pressed for time, and your curiosity is piqued. You hear a bird singing, and it feels welcoming. It's a sound you often take for granted and don't even hear, and now you relish in having your own private concert in the woods. The path is clear and seems easy to navigate. You feel propelled by an unexplained source. You continue to walk down the path, but the further you go, the narrower and darker it gets. But you have no fear. Instead, you have a deep feeling of knowing you are supposed to be here, so you continue. As you proceed, taking in the sounds, the smells, and the fresh air, the peacefulness is interrupted by a whooshing noise. You see a quick flash that you think came from the sky above, and then you hear a thump. At that moment, you break through to a clearing where the sun is now strong and bright. You need a few seconds to focus your eyes. And as they come into focus, you see what looks like a time capsule. You blink a couple of times to make sure you are seeing clearly. But again, you are not fearful, just curious. How strange you think, and you walk closer. Your instinct is to help and you wonder if someone is hurt and needs your assistance. You approach the object, and as you reach for what looks like the door, it swings open, slowly out towards you. The next thing you see is a foot, and it looks like a woman's foot. You notice she is wearing really cute shoes, shoes that you'd buy if you knew where to find them. She steps from the time capsule and into the clearing. 
you feel a great energy from her. And as she turns to face you, you are overcome with shock and amazement. It's you. Your future self has come from your future for a visit. The future you is ecstatic. She is already living from her true purpose. You are speechless, but she isn't. She is bursting with excitement and enthusiasm that you haven't felt for a long time. And she says, you did it. You finally find your words and you reply, did what? She says, you found it, your true purpose, and you got to work living it. You shake your head thinking you might be dreaming, but she's still there beaming with pride and joy. And you realize that this is why you ended up on this path. You were supposed to meet her. And then you become excited because you now know the dream life you desire is yours and it's already waiting for you. So you ask the future version of you, really? What does it look like? Think about how the future you will respond. What might your future look like? How might the future version of you respond? What would be in her life, in the future experiences that have yet to unfold for you? What would have the future version of yourself so excited that she would risk the time and space continuum just to share it with you? What might she say? Her eyes are lit up, her hands are waving as she's explaining it all to you. Look for some clues. How is she dressed? What does she look like? Is she more energetic than the current version of you? How is she different? Take a minute and find out the answers to these questions. Have that conversation with her. All right. Can you hear? Hear me now? So, yes, that was a little bit of being in the present moment. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you liked it, yes, I imagine you probably did like it. Sometimes people who are very much like busy, 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 busy like I was, it, it's hard to settle down. And, and if that's you and you didn't see much, it's because of your busy mind. But uh, the more you do it, um, the more you sit in that present moment that allows you to connect with so much 
that is unseen right now. And it's very powerful. So I, I think, uh, yeah, see, that's why I can't not do it. I can't not do it with you guys. Um, so I'm glad. I would um, love to. Okay. So we're, we're wrapping up now. Let's just finish here. Um, but I want to know what your experience was. So share in the comments how, what happened. Were you surprised at what you saw? Did anything like really come up that was unexpected? Or was it kind of like, oh, I knew it all along? Of course. I would love to know. How did you feel in your body? How did how was that feeling emotionally, physically? And, and I really want you to, to capture that. And uh, what clarity do you have now that you didn't have when you started this session? Lots of questions, I know. <laughs> But I'd love all, all, all of these. Answer all of them for me because I'm just really curious. I really want you to journal on this. You know, get a sheet of paper and, and before you forget it, because it's like a dream, you know, it's there and then it's poof, gone. And I really want you to capture the detail and, and see if something comes up as you're journaling that didn't come up as you were sitting in the moment, in the present moment. And I'll leave you with this quote, the future you see is the future you get. It's a little profound, yes. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow. All right, so now you know how your thoughts and underlying beliefs have likely been oops, blocking you from finding new purpose. Uh, you have a, a good idea of uh, <clears throat> what your biggest fear is. Hopefully you, you got a little clarity on that uh, or multiple fears maybe and the negative impact that it's causing, the consequence it's creating in your life for you. Uh, and you may have gained some, and again, you might not have gotten clarity from that exercise, but I would say tr do it again, do it again, keep doing it because if, if you're not seeing something, you got some blocks. And if you did see something, that is super exciting. Uh, and so you know, by just getting a little clarity, it's possible now, right? Uh, and that is um, the guidance uh, that, that you need uh, and is there for you. And it's been untapped. It's been disconnected. You know, you just haven't been tuned to the right radio frequency. But these are all necessary steps to removing these purpose blocks but unfortunately, these alone will not completely un unlock or ex nor expedite the purpose that you seek. But the good news is that there's an exact formula to solving your purpose problem. And tomorrow, I'm going to reveal it. So tomorrow, I'm going to solve your purpose puzzle for you. All right. So let's finish up with a drawing. And so if you would, um, if you remember what we did yesterday, get your fingers on the keyboard ready to guess the number I'm thinking between one and 10. The number I'm thinking between one and 10. First person.
Well, that was fast. That was fast. <laughs> Let me see. Chris is going to probably have to tell me. Uh, live chat. I think, I think I know who it is. I'm looking at my thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask. And then there's questions in the chat. Oh, I did want to, um, now that we're uh, done and did the drawing, I do want to go over the questions. So he pulled some questions for me. Okay. Renea Tartaro. Renea Tartaro. Got the number I was thinking first. Seven. Renea. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. Renea, congratulations. You're going to get a beautiful worry stone. I love this worry stone. I found it and it's great. So um, you can you can meditate with your worry stone. All right. And I did want to mention also that Yvonne Jones, who won last night, I don't know if you guys saw it, but she shared that she lost her granddaughter uh, last week. And I, first of all, I commend her for being in the training with such a broken heart. Uh, but I was so grateful that she won the prize last night. So it's the universe, like, supporting her. And I, I love that so much. All right. So uh, let's see. Mimi, question from Mimi. Let me pull my computer over here and see it. Um, oop, oop, oop. Yeah, let me stop my, uh, let me let me remove so you can see me full. All right, so um, Mimi's question was, so do you only have one purpose? Isn't it possible to have a purpose that evolves or changes over time? Yes, absolutely. Your purpose can evolve. You evolve. You evolve. And so your purpose will evolve with you. Um, so absolutely. Uh, as you change and learn and grow and learn new things, uh, yeah, I would say though, it's, you know, your purpose, it's not going to change like a lot. Cause remember your purpose, it, it's not a destination. It's a verb. It's a doing. And so your personality, you have a personality type and you have personality to strengths, characteristics, and that's in your DNA. You're born that way. We talk about this in, in, in my program. Uh, but it is, um, the things that light you up aren't going to change. Your personality doesn't change. So your purpose, you know, the, 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 the model by which you're operating in the purpose, if you, that makes sense, might change. But the actual doing that you're doing is, is going to be very similar. Like for me, I have to be connecting with people. I have to be, it might not be in this format, but it, it was definitely going to be where I'm around people, connecting with people, helping guide people in some way, right? So that's a great question. Carol Rutledge asked, how does this apply to how you feel about what others, what others think of you, what their opinion of you? I am always thinking I am not good enough or questioning. So you have a belief, Carol, that is about... Uh, value. So there's, and I, you know, I, I'm not sure if I go into this tomorrow, but there's three core human values that, um, and there's one is to feel, uh, feel, to feel valued. One is to be loved and one is to feel secure. Tony Robbins talks about this in his, his uh, unleash the power within event. Um, but I, usually there's what drives somebody 
and their belief system is usually one of those three. And, and so you, when you, you start to examine your thoughts and you start to um, uncover like what your negative thoughts are and you get to the root of the belief, it's usually for, for you, it's, it's tied to value in some way where you didn't at, in, in your younger years, your formative years, uh, you know, sometimes it's a sibling that you're compared to, or sometimes it's a teacher that, you know, you can never do good enough. I mean, you know, I, it could be a number of things, but um, when you compare yourself to others, that's mine, just so you know, value, mine was value. And so, um, yeah, I, I, we don't have time to go into that, but it's, it's common. And it, it, and once you uncover that belief, it's like, whoa, you're unleashed. And you won't worry about what other people think anymore because you know you have value inside. All right. Was that helpful? Um, and then let's see. We a couple more questions. Annie. Annie said, can we download the chart, please? Uh, the chart. Yes. What you can do, the, the easiest way to do it is just go to the replay and go to pause. Go, you know, do it and then take a screenshot of it. Um, you can like do it on your phone if you know how to like free, you know, just take a picture of it on your phone. Excuse me. So that's the best way to grab it. Uh, then let's see, Maureen, Maureen asked how to get unstuck, how to get out of the 2%, want to and not afraid, don't know how to get motivated. Well, I mean, how you get motivated is you have to switch from a negative vibration to a positive vibration. That's the first step, right? Is to start to change. So you you're, you have negative thoughts and you have to create positive thoughts instead. Affirmations are a way to create positive thoughts. And so that is the, the once you start to create positive thoughts, you feel better about yourself. There's more possibilities. You start to like reframe everything in a positive light. Um, and then that can be motivating, but you really do need to get to the bottom of what, what, what turns you on, what activities start to examine what activities you like, and that will, should motivate you too. As long as you, you know, it, you should feel like, you know, there's a reward in this. If you start to like examine and be curious and how I talked yesterday about what you're interested in, what has meaning to you, you, you just like do things that fall into those two buckets. And when you're happier, you'll be more motivated. So that is what I would say to that. All right. Okay. That is it for tonight. Wow. We went about almost with the questions and the, and the drawing. We, we, we did 90 minutes. So very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. You guys don't know how much, how exciting being here with you is and shifting how you're how you think and giving you this knowledge so you'll have more clarity and i hope you i hope you feel that this is a great use of your time i do not take it lightly that you spend this time with me you've spent two evenings of your time with me and for those of you that are watching the replay whatever time of day you're watching it doesn't go unnoticed i appreciate you so much all right and so people asked about the homework, the link will, what we do is we update the, um, that this video, the caption above it, the description above it will have that homework link in it. 
but give us a few minutes. <laughs> and it's also on the um, website uh, under the video. You'll also find the homework assignment. Okay. All right. Good night. Sleep tight. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.